Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane... And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? Welcome to the best bits. This is just the bits. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear the segments this week because it was a fun one. Coming in hot at number seven, Lunchbox read Bobby's new children's book, Stanley the Dog, the first day of school, to his kids. And it was hilariously chaotic and just so Lunchbox. And a lot of you parents out there that are going to hear this will probably relate to what it's like to read a book to your kids. Number seven. You see, like, they have focus groups, maybe in a TV commercial where they have, uh, Amy, there's a big table, and there's all these people sitting around a table, and they're like, what do you think about this yeah. color or this name? Mm-hmm. We kind of have that here. Lunchbox read my kid's book, Stanley the Dog, the first day of school, to, to his kids, right? Yeah, my uh, two-year-old and my three-year-old. Okay, so... Uh, do you have audio of you doing this, or are you just going to tell me? No, I got audio. I, I sat him down in the room right before bedtime, and I pulled it out of my backpack because you gave it to me, and I read the title of the book, and my three-year-old had a problem with the concept of the book. It's called Stanley the Dog, the first day of school. What do you think? Now he's not going to school. What do you mean? Good point. Yeah. yeah, man, he's right. I mean, right off the bat, he was just like, he saw the the dog in the school bus window, and he was just like, this dog don't go to school. That's silly. And he just was, he was like, I, I don't get it. When I told my the publisher of the book, I said, here's my idea. They said, dogs don't go to school. <laughs> just <laughs> Same like exact thing. So I get it. Okay, so here's a clip of Lunchbox reading my book to his boys. Today was the first day of school, and Stanley really didn't want to go. Dwindled in bed, he dithered over which color to wear. 
He didn't even touch his breakfast. Yeah, school bus. Yeah. Yes. Bye bye. Yep. Beep beep went the bus. Have fun, said Bobby. And with a stumble and a bumble, Stanley trotted off to catch his ride. The closer the bus drew to school, the more Stanley felt his stomach turning knots. He'd never been to school before. Sounds like the show. Oh my god. Honestly, that sounds like the show. What? That's what I feel that like with you guys. Not. It's the same. I'm what? like, I'm like, I felt you know what it feels like now, Lunchbox. I mean, yeah. over and over. My two-year-old was obsessed with the school bus. That's and every time we turn the page, he'd be like, Dada, where's the school bus? And he'd make me go back to the school bus. He just wanted to look at the school bus the whole time. All right, so the focus group loves the school bus. <laughs> All right, what did you get to the end of the book? Oh, we got to the end of the big book and they loved it and they, they enjoyed it. They thought it was funny. And they liked the dogs, and but they were. My three-year-old got sad. He was like, "Why is the other dog telling me I have to go to the back of the line? That's mean." Mm-hmm. That's the point. That's and, a, yes. Uh, not everybody at school is super nice to Stanley, but he, yeah. he, you know, he finds where he fits in, which is just with himself. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so it was a success, and we read it two nights in a row, and we'll see about tonight. If tonight's three nights in a row. Is that all, the whole vibe every time you're reading? Just all the talk? Any book you're reading? Da, yep. da, da, da. Oh, That's wow. Not, well, not all the time. I mean, if they like it, they ask questions about it, but and they want to see certain things. Oh. But yes, you go back to that page. The school bus, Dad, school bus. Loves the school bus. Yeah, yeah, it's like on the show. Lottery story, Bobby. Lottery story. Okay, lunchbox. Here's another lottery story. Okay, wow, well, thank you. If you guys want to get the book, it, you can. It's like 15 bucks. It is. I'm very proud of it. I'm not keeping any of the money that we make from the first year. And people go, why the first year? Because usually it doesn't make any money after the first year. So I, and I just don't want to have to keep up with it when I'm 73 years old and be like, well, I didn't give them six bucks this year, and then I end up going oh. to jail or something, you know? Yeah, then you get called out yeah, for it. Yeah, so it's like a well, year, yeah. a year. Anybody who makes up the book in a year, we're going to donate. Well, we read it, and Stevenson was enjoyed it. He's totally different age than them. He's 11, but he still enjoyed it as an 11-year-old. And his favorite, I think, was the surprise from a, a cat makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. So there's not just dogs. So a 3-year-old and 11-year-old, and rumor is Ray loved it too. <laughs> right, Ray? Yep. Yeah. A different message for everybody. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. We got an update on the whole Gavin DeGraw text message situation. Last weekend, I had Scuba Steve on the best bits. If you missed that, you can go check that out. And he talked to us about the text message that him and Eddie sent Gavin DeGraw of somebody covering his song when they were down in Memphis. And while the show gave them a pretty hard time about using a phone number from professional reasons to personal reasons. And when Eddie was out at Bobby's show this past weekend, he uh, asked Gavin DeGraw live in person how he felt about that text message. And Eddie told us what all transpired. But, you know, Mike came in this weekend. He was also at Bobby's show and shared some more behind the scenes. You know, there's just this story is like an onion. It just keeps unfolding. But here's one of the parts. Number six. So as a reminder, we had a a segment last week and Eddie and Scuba Steve were in Memphis. They went to watch the Elvis movie. And while they were there, they go to a bar and they see a guy playing Gavin DeGraw, I Don't Want to Be. This song right here from Gavin DeGraw. There's a guy just covering this song in a bar. And they think since Gavin's been on the show once and they happen to have his number for professional reasons, they needed to text him a video. At one in the morning. It was a good version, though. This guy was really good. Right. I hear you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so we talk about how that's kind of awkward. You're not friends with him. No, we don't really know him. It's like getting his number off a medical form and then being like, oh, I have his number. Let me send oh, him a little okay. something. Yeah. And to be clear, it was Scuba's idea. He said, should I text no! him? I said, yes, so absolutely. I say, Gavin's a nice guy. He's probably not going to be mad, but that's inappropriate. You can't do that. 
You can't go down to Broadway here in Nashville and be like, hey, Garth, here's Friends in Low Places. Here, this is Sally doing it. Man, you guys railed us for doing Not this. railed. Uh, mi- mildly reamed. Okay, yeah. reamed. So uh, Gavin came out at my show. I brought him out on Saturday night as a surprise. And so he's backstage ready to surprise the crowd inside of my comedy and, and inspirational show. And you asked him about this. Yeah, we was backstage. So I said, hey, Gavin, can I ask you a question? You know how we texted you with the, of that version of that guy singing your song? Like, was that inappropriate to you? He's like, what are you talking about? No, it was he cool. He didn't say, what are you talking about? He, go- he said, quote, I will tell you what he said. He goes, dude, I really enjoyed that. Like, I like the reminder of like, that's cool. People are still playing my music. To me, it's very flattering. And then he ended with just this. just being nice to you. Go ahead. Hey, he ended with. Next time you see someone else playing that, dude, text away. Yeah, right. <laughs> you oh, think he wants on. you sending a cover come song on. from every barbecue Scuba. joint in America? Scuba, we're good, dude. All right, cool. You okay. do realize he was, more. he's a nice guy and he was just being... What do you think he's going to say? Dude, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I would expect him to be like, ah, oh, man, I, yeah, it was a little weird or whatever, but he didn't say that. He said, dude, I, it was, I was very flattered by that. But he also could have just stopped it. I was flattered and it was cool. He didn't have to add on. Correct. Send it to me next time. That's why I think that... He's just being super nice. And it's like, yeah, man, who wants to see? Yeah, I think it would be a different answer if Bobby asked him as opposed to the person that sent the text. Okay, Bobby, let's say that we're somewhere and I see someone covering Raging Idiots Boom. or someone else That does. has happened before and I wanted it, because, but I'm not, I'm not famous. Gavin DeGraw's song is so massive, 10,000 people are covering it every night. And you're okay. friends with Bobby, Amy. Okay, not me, bad example, but anybody. Like, bad say, example all the way around. Yes. Yeah, all the way around. <laughs> you, the rule is, if, you're not, if you haven't texted with them on a personal basis before in a friendly way, don't text them. If it period, okay. if you get their number from the show, okay, you should be like, who punishment one day should be like, if you do you mess up or do something, you have to text someone from your phone. No, they do that anyway. That's not punishment. That's fun <laughs> for them. Hey, you know what else but he it said? It's so embarrassing. He said, "Did you send that to me?" I said, "No." Scuba Day's like, "Well, let me give you my number so you can text me next time." Okay, oh, this story. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The story's like being exact. And then he said, "Hey, come over tonight and we'll no, have dinner." No, he never said that. <laughs> uh, he, Gavin DeGraw is so good. This song Ford. You know, he did this whole album about his, you know, and the story is his parents died. He had a lot of death and he wanted to finish his album before his dad died. His dad was diagnosed with cancer and he got to play it for his dad right before he died. He'd been working on it and his dad listened to it and uh, his dad died very soon after that. And the, the first track on it's called, uh, you know, uh, The River and it's about his dad finally going to meet his mom because his mom passed away earlier. Super emotional. But he has a song called Ford that's like what you should appreciate in life. I mean, there is not a more country song, the meaning, the message, than this song right here. Hey, play the hook of that song for me, Ray. It's such a good song, you know, for us in this room, for us to listen to the show. This is it's a great message. For, for our kind of people. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. I love it so much when Jimmy Allen stops by the show. He's so human, so real, and just is totally raw in his interviews. He shares all his feelings and everything right off the chest and no filter, which is my favorite thing about him. He came in, that interview was so much fun, but not only that, he is becoming a professional bowler, or at least that's his goal in the next year. So, Definitely listen to this. Number five. Jimmy's got a new album out today. It's crazy it's only your third album. I feel like you've put out 
so much good stuff. But yeah. I guess a lot of that stuff's just not album. It's like a, this is a third full project. Yeah, third full project. It's like I'll hear that. Then sometimes I hear like, wow, you got three albums out already on your fifth single? Because you figure there's some artists that just now put out an EP on like their third single. Yeah. But then they also got to play covers their whole show. So it's kind of like. You always have a lot of really cool people because you have great songs yourself, but you have the ability to get really cool people to do songs with you yeah. and to also um, share the message that you want shared. In all of your collaborations, it's like you don't bring someone on and they just are out of nowhere and it doesn't make sense. It's like you bring on great uh, communicators of what the song actually means. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a really cool thing that you do. And so I'll talk about that for a second because on this record, and I do want to talk about the Jennifer Lopez thing because I saw that and was like, holy crap. Yeah. That's, that's all. How, did, how did you get J-Lo to be on a song? So she it's a remake of her song On My Way from her movie, Bury Me. And like, I know somebody that works with her. He like reached out and was like, hey, we want to do a remake of this J-Lo song. Would you be down to do it? I was like, that's a dumb question. Of course. Like, I don't care what the song's about. I didn't even know what song was going to be. I said, yeah, so he just sent it over. She'd already done her vocals. Um, so I just did mine and, like, and I uh, just sent it back. That's cool. So it kind of came yeah, to you, came but then you me. got to also go, this is, this is still a me thing. Yeah. So then after we did it, it was like, hey, I got a new record. Can we put on the record? Now, the CeeLo T-Pain thing was different. Like, I was in Miami doing some stuff with Pitbull, and then I went to the studio and my boy Vinny, that produces some uh, CeeLo stuff, said, hey, Jimmy, CeeLo got this verse. He got a chorus, but he wants to, like, change it. What do you want to do? Um, see if you can write a chorus to it. So I said, all right, play the track. <laughs> so I just hopped in the booth, freestyled this chorus, then went back and recorded it. And I called T-Pain a couple days later, like, bro, uh, I got this song with CeeLo. You want to do it? He's you like, just called him? Yeah. He's like, him. hello. Yeah, I just called him. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> He was like, can I buy you a drink? I was like, I'm good. Um, <laughs> so then he said, yeah, so he did it. Now I was going, there's this hip hop artist I was texting to do the third verse. So I was like, oh, wait, no, I want a verse. I don't want to just sing the chorus. I want a song on my record. And then KDO, the other features. So every album, I want to have an artist that doesn't have a record deal uh, with a song. So it started with Betty James Gold Edition with Neon Union, um, who me and my buddy Aaron Benwood just signed, just got them their first record deal. Now, KDO, she's an artist in town that used to demo sing a lot of songs that they would pitch to like artists like Carrie, Marin, Carly, whoever. But the problem is in Nashville, sometimes if you become a demo singer, you get pigeonholed as that. So she's a great artist. And we had her come in because the song we did, Broken Heart, was going to be a duo anyway. And my boy was like, hey, let's have uh, this girl KDO come demo. I was like, cool. So she came in. I was like, wait, huh? Wait, no. Let's just keep her on the song. That way, you know, one, it's. I feel like I've been given a platform and people have given me opportunities. I feel like it's my job to do that for for other people. So I'm excited for the world to hit KDO. What's interesting about that, what I hear when you tell that story is, uh, Reba, you know, does he love you? Mm-hmm. Linda Davis, does he love you? When that th- So they do this and she was just singing the demo for the song mm-hmm. because she was with Reba's touring group and... Um, they were like, well, who do we want to get on it? And they had gone through, according to Urban Legend, I think Reva actually told me this. So it's not that Urban of a Legend. <laughs> they had gone through people to do it. And she was like, no, let's just have Linda do it. She yeah. sounds great. And she's already on tour with us yep. as a background singer. And so she was like, and she's a great artist that no one has actually let yep. beat. And so that song, does he think of me? And so mm-hmm. that's that, yeah. similar to what you just told that's me. That's what she does, like, because Katie's a nurse. So she'll go work her nurse shifts and still write. So like, you know, nurses work 12 hours. So she'll go work 12 hours, still, then still go write songs, then still go record music. So I just, you know, had so much respect for her and the hustle. You know, 
we really appreciate people that got hustle, bro. Because we like, try to appreciate. Uh, it's like a time machine. Mm-hmm. And I'll speak, and you can agree or disagree, but you, you you say that, and it resonates with me because I go, man, somebody's just killing themselves. I think that's why I was drawn to you early mm-hmm. because I would see you just going so hard for what you wanted and I admired that because nothing was given to you. And I'm like, I like it, I want to help them. But in reality, I just wanted to help me because mm-hmm. that's what I did and I wanted yeah. somebody to help me. For sure. So when you, that's how yeah. I feel because yep. you talk about her and I'm like, yes, I should help her. Yeah, man. But I think we're actually just trying to help ourselves in the past. Oh uh, yeah, and it's kind of like it's, that's what connects us because me, the one, my biggest pet peeve are lazy people. People that say, I want this, I want that, but have they've never taken one step in the direction to achieve said career they want. You know, but when I see someone like exhausting every option to make it happen, I'm like, that's when you step in. Because that's what someone did for us. We got to a point where we worked our butt off when we got good at what we were doing a little bit enough to get someone's attention. And people say, you know what? They're investing in themselves. So I'm going to invest in them. Yeah, they just, they just kicked the door. It cracked it a little bit. Kicked mm-hmm. the crack a little bit. Exactly. And let us have a shot to exactly. enter the room. Just hold the door. Give me some more time yeah, to just get, get there. Just I'm going to get second. through it. Just hold it for me for a second. <laughs> Jimmy Allen is here. Records out today called Tulip Drive. What I want to mention too, and uh, we were talking about this before you came on, but Jimmy took a red eye to get here to do the show today. Amy, what, what's a red eye to you? A red eye, picture yourself like in LA trying to get to New York and you do it overnight or something mm-hmm. and you maybe catch the flight at midnight and voila, you wake up in New York. So a red eye because I'm assuming you, you're you tired and your eyes are red, but it's an overnight flight. Yeah. They're, they're difficult because it throws you off and yeah. Yeah. you're obviously, like you said, you hustle and you got here and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. But why you were confused is a red eye to you is the same thing. It's but this, this, this Yes, but this wasn't that. It's not a stop. I went from... One Ratchet City to another one. I went from Oakland to Detroit. <laughs> like at midnight. Whoa, my credit score dropped 100 points, by the way. Okay? <laughs> you can't. If you're going to take me from Oakland to Detroit, can we at least stop in Scottsdale in between? <laughs> or even Utah. You know, maybe Salt Lake City. Will, you know, they could pray for me out there to get my credit score back up. Then I came to Nashville. But, uh, but that's what I didn't realize I had to stop until I got on the plane. I was like, wait. What? Yeah, that's just two connectors at night. That's not a red yeah, eye. Yeah. He yeah, hung out for like two hours in an airport. <laughs> let's fly you here, say, uh, you know, 10.50, your time. You know, we'll take you to Detroit at 6 a.m. And you'll stay there for two hours. And you got to stay awake because you don't want to fall asleep and miss your flight. Yeah, and then you get on another flight and come here. Oh, yeah. So here it is. Well, you look good. Yeah, uh, you know, I try to put a little piece together. You look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh, have quite, the, but you have uh, five or six brothers and sisters. I have... Four He's sisters. got his fingers up, by the way, yeah, for those yeah. who don't know. yeah. Four sisters, two bro- three brothers. And what is that dynamic like with you doing what you do? Because this is a weird job. Yeah. You're really good at it, but this is a weird job that you're a performer and you do. What do they think? And what what's like generally, what's the family do? Well, they don't really care. They still just treat me like Jimmy. So like, I, it's an inside joke of my friends and family that's known me forever. They still treat me like Jimmy with a Y. So... I switched Jimmy to an IE a year before I got my record deal out of to honor my grandma because she spelled Betty IE. So everybody knew me with a Y, and I was like the Delaware day. So my family still treat me like Jimmy with a Y. Like my brother is a uh, construction; he's one of the top uh, governors at the Moose Lodge. You know that we all hang out in Delaware. So he takes that very serious. Shout out to the Moose Lodge, by the way. Uh, my one sister used to work at the um, Consortium, like a lot of special needs people. Um, my one brother, I don't know what he does. All I know is he always has money, <laughs> but I never see him working. So I'll leave that I wouldn't that. even say that. Now you're throwing him under the... Yeah, he don't like that you say that at all. He doesn't like that at all. It is what it is. Okay. I don't know what he does. He says he's always working. I never see him work, but he has money. 
Now my issue. Uh, <laughs> my one sister works from home. Uh, she's in Nashville. Uh, she works for some insurance company. I, I don't remember. And my other sister, Danielle, is in Texas. I don't know what she does either, but she works. I know she she goes to work. Sounds like it need a little more connection. Jim. Yeah, just saying. We yeah, but it's a lot like, to keep up with. But it's like we don't really talk. Like we don't ever talk about my job either. So I don't. You know, we just talk. We hang out. We do family stuff. We play games. The last thing we that's the one thing I love about my siblings. We keep work on the outside. Like my sister didn't even know I was having an album out until like a couple of days ago. She's like, "You got a record coming out? You didn't tell me." I said, "Oh yeah, my bad." She's like, "Oh, who cares? Whatever. I'll hear it eventually." So it's like, we kind of don't, that's the one thing we do on purpose, we don't talk about work. Uh, the album is out today, it's called Tulip Drive. I'm going to play uh, Down Home. Uh, so, it came out a few months ago, but really starting to gain some steam here. So I'm going to play this, but give me like 20 seconds of setup of the song so people can have an understanding of what they're about to hear. Uh, Down Home. <clears throat> it's a song I wrote with my bass player, Tay Howe, Ryan Ball, Cam Bedell. It's a letter to my father, kind of like a check-in. I didn't want to make it a sad song, just, you know, checking in saying, hopefully... Everything's good up there because everything you taught us, we're still using it today and everything's good down home. Album's out today. This is Down Home. We're going to come back with Jimmy Allen. Uh, we're going to talk about how Kane Brown thought I was you. Have you heard this story? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jimmy's here. The album's out. It's called Tulip Drive. I hope you guys check it out. Um, I want to talk about Kane Brown reaching. Because Kane and I talk. Yeah. I, I love Kane. Yeah, I love that guy. And so... And Kane's always extremely real and I can appreciate mm -hmm. that from him. And so I get a message from him and... I posted a video back at iHeart Country Festival. I guess that was, what month was that? What month are we now? Hey, May? May? Okay. That was May? Yeah, I see. So there's a picture of all of us standing together, and it's everybody who performed and, and myself since I hosted. And just so you have an idea here, like this video, it's like yeah. scrolling. That's right. the one where I didn't get the memo that everybody's going to have their show clothes on. I'm sitting there with basketball shorts on. That's it. And so yeah. that's where this comes from. <laughs> so this video is all of us, and Kane reaches out and goes, to me, hey, he said, how come you're like me? All these MFs always dressed up in their show gear and I look like I'm ready to hoop. And so he says this to me and I'm, I'm offended because I thought I was looking pretty good. I had a, like I had a nice outfit on and I don't know what to say because I got to respond. And I go, and I, it's weird. So I go, uh, ha ha. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, Jimmy and I are ready to chill on the couch and watch a game. Meaning, I'm just trying to bring you into yeah. this because you look like you're in <laughs> short. But I don't know why he's saying that to me because I was like proud of my clothes. Oh, God. And so I told the show, I was like, I, Kane just said I dress fine. <laughs> so then he sends me a, a laughing emoji. He goes, Oh, I meant to send that to Jimmy. I thought I was watching his account. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I tried to hit the unsend button, but I guess that doesn't work. Ha ha ha. Yeah, you got to hold it. So he was talking about you. <laughs> He said, how come you're like him? Oh, yeah. Everybody dressed up, but yeah. Because I chill in my sweats or shorts to the last minute because I know what I'm about to put on stage is about to be small, tight, and sweaty. You know what I mean? Because I'm in this leather kick right now. So. Well, I was offended. I, I, I was, my feelings were hurt. I was like, like, dang, Kane Brown thinks I'm ugly and I dress stupid. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to play basketball. I'm trying to go host a show here. Uh, you have a bowling. I know you bowl and you're a really good bowler, but you have a, a team? Yes. I didn't know there was teams. Yeah, so I'm in a, um, three leagues here, and then I'm in this traveling team, and then Actually, in Vegas, I'll be in Vegas next week. Three leagues? Yeah. Traveling? Yeah, Travel traveling Yes, team. all of it gets bigger. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. travel, do tournaments, um, and then uh, I got a USBC tournament in Vegas next week, then a TAT tournament, and then some PBA stuff coming because I am uh, uh, pretty much almost an official PBA tour. So you got to have a hold of 200 average for an entire season. Could you be a pro bowler? 
Yeah, I'm actually um, taking off the whole month in January to do that. Next year, you're taking off to. What do you mean to do that? Like compete? travel and bowl, play, do PBA tournaments. That's so like cool. That. I mean, yeah. it's it it's weird because I don't know anybody does that. Yeah, that's so cool. I that. think the only other person that does it a lot is me. That I know is me, Chuck Wicks, and Mookie Betts. Like when Mookie Betts is off from. Uh, Baseball, he travels and just does bowling tournaments. Are, and they pay, too. Yeah, okay. Can you make money? <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, he's got, uh, his, his eyes he's are very big, and he's shaking his head in a very violent, like, aggressive like, way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, you can get paid. I tell people bowlers, like, it's so, to the point where I've become a snob now with bowling. I'll ask for, like, their house pattern, what's their shot, what's their oil length. And then when I go to the bowling alley now, and I see people next to me bowling with house shoes on and a house ball, I'm like... Ugh. <laughs> you like what are you doing? Things? Having fun? <laughs> no, get better. Like, <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> uh, at Jimmy Allen, if you want to follow him again, IE, which is a great story. It was well the, on your birth certificate, it's Jimmy with a Y. Uh, it's James. James is my legal name. You got the point. What I was saying, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, so, but it was Jimmy. People call you Jimmy, but yeah. you changed it for your grandma. Yeah, I changed it for my grandma. That's why I started wearing these bandanas. Like that's my look now, because my grandma always wore bandanas. I'm like super sentimental, so everything I do, no matter how weird it might seem, there's a reason. Hmm. So uh, Tulip Drive is out, and and speaking of weird, let's just this is the last thing we're going to talk about because if it is weird and we get into a fist fight, the, the segment ends here, right? Because yeah. we have nothing else to do. We've already talked about everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys prepare yourself. Bring in the referees. <laughs> so um, what I like about Jimmy is he will go to people that he admires and respects and says, "Hey, hop on this song with me." And so I had this this little song. I reached out to Jimmy. I said, "Hey, Jimmy, get on the song with me." <laughs> Yeah, all right. He's already laughing. He's, he's laughing, laughing and he's, he's yeah, leaning away from the chair. No, the whoa, whoa, is, hold on, right, hold go on. For it, go I'm for going it. the go story for first. Go for it. So, like, I love Jimmy. Like, not just in here, we do this, but as like a dude. And so, I never want to ask anybody to do anything with me or us ex- unless I'm like close. And, you know, Party, John Party did a song, a comedy song we wrote last time. And I said, you know, it'd be good on this. It'd be Jimmy. And so I don't want to say the name of the song because somebody else is going to do it once Jimmy rejected us. But anyway, so I sent the song to Jimmy and I feel awkward. I'm like, oh, I don't want to ask somebody to do this song. So I send the track with the empty verse. I say, hey, Jimmy, we're doing this song. Is this something you want to do? Like hop on it. You can say no. Just just let me know. Uh, it's an awkward thing to ask somebody. And I didn't hear anything. A day went by. Not, not even a text back. Mm. Two days <laughs> went by. Nothing. And I'm like, that's weird. He must be scared to say no. And so I get somebody that works with me, talk to your person, and they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, Jimmy doesn't have a phone. And I'm like, that's bull crap. That's what people no, say. I'm dead Go serious. Go, so, what it, so here's what happens. So I don't update my iPhones ever because it freaks me out. Like, I just think they just want me to keep updating, updating, so stuff would go on the phone. So I remember, forgot where we had. I was at right before a show. I plugged it in. On my phone in. I came back out and then my phone is just doing the circle thing, like it's loading, right? And then the Apple thing comes on. I'll go to hit it. My screensaver pops up with my with my daughter's face on there. Every time I put my passcode in, boom, phone shuts off. I didn't have a phone for like two days. And it happened to be the only time I sent you a yeah. song. <laughs> hey. And then so uh-huh. like and I was freaking out anyway, right? So excuse me. So we let, we fly to Philly that next day. Go to Philly, you know, hit the, hit the casino, you know. Uh, <clears throat> go to Philly, I get a new phone, right? And then when I back it up, I have too many pictures and stuff, so the phone's not loading again, so it freaks out again. So then I got to get another phone two days later in Nashville. I didn't have a phone almost for like four days. So then when I finally get my phone back up and running, the last time I updated my phone was March. So I got text messages from March, right? So my manager asked text me, said, hey, uh, did you... 
did you not want to do the song with Bobby? You know, you could have just told him. I said, I ain't getting no song. He said, yeah. He said, well, they, they sent the song over. He said, yeah. He said, I figured it was weird, but I, he said, I just told him you didn't have a, you didn't have a phone because I didn't have a phone. Because, you know, I'd have responded. Okay, and yeah. I'd have done the song. So let's, yeah, can sound, we do sound, another one? Sounds sus. That's all I'm going to say. Can, can we do I'm another not, one? I'm not letting you commit to it here. No, this is a new phone. I'm not look, letting you. Look he probably bought date. that just for today. He you grabbed can, somebody else's phone. He's like, I know he's going to bring this no, up. So I give even me. got two new phones because this phone is mirrored to this phone. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if this phone ever goes away, I have another one. All I know is I sent him this heartfelt message, got no response, and here we are now not doing a song. A pretty funny song, I'll tell you. It's a pretty good one. It probably could be the thing that really breaks your career and gets your first date. Man, you know, I say, how about we do this? Mm, I don't like it. Whatever it is. The person that's on it, let me join. We're already done. It's done. It's easy. I can go to the studio and just do it. It's technology. Nah. Well, let's do another one. Nah. I don't know. Okay. Oh, we'll see how your career's going in a couple years and uh, readdress it. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be a movie star, but yeah, I'll probably saying, be you retired be... from music. No I probably won't even be doing music. What kind there. of movie do you want to do? Oh, a bunch. Like, I've, I'm seriously taking the transition into television and film. Like, I'm not leaving music. Like, I always put out singles. I always do records. But the whole idea of touring 100-plus shows a year, no. I think I want to get to a point where I'm doing maybe 10 shows a year in the U.S., 20 outside a year, maybe 30 shows a year, and then just doing TV, movies, you know, spending time with my kids, developing um, uh, music education courses in different schools, but not just music, but the business side of it. You know what I mean? Because so many people don't understand the business that are artists. And then it shows other people that love music that might not be at the level of talent to be a musician. They can still be involved in a career teaching and management, publishing, PRO. So that's really what I really want to what I really want to do. Well, so. After this little debacle, the, this song, you'll never work in this town again. So. <laughs> oh, right. You heard it here first. Uh, Jimmy's uh, album, Tulip Drive, it is, <laughs> it's out today. It's 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 so it's it's so great and it's so different. He's got a lot of great voices, but the most important voice is his own, and uh, it's just a wonderful Thank story. You. The voice and you don't want to put on a. I tried. Since I didn't the voice that didn't respond. I did not. That's so crazy. The time I do not have exactly. A phone. It is so crazy. That isn't is it, Jimmy. You wild. said it. It's so crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a little too so crazy, isn't it? Uh huh. All right, that's enough back. of this interview, Ray. <laughs> I think we're done. Are right, you guys check out Tulip Drive? Check out Jimmy, Jimmy Allen at Jimmy Allen. Follow him on all the socials, and that is it. Thanks, my friend, for coming oh, by. Oh man, thanks. All right, right, there he is, Jimmy Allen, everybody. Hey, it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan Number Two. Lunchbox is really just being tested lately. He had some tree branches fall into his house and create some pretty bad holes all from a storm and we feel for him especially after you'll see all the photos at bobbybones.com i mean these trees like puncture different areas in his house so currently their house is a little bit under construction so we feel for him but this is lunchbox telling the story of how it all happened and how his wife told him it was going down number four uh let's do what's the haps for lunchbox hey hey what's the haps Man, the world hates me. What? Absolutely hates me. Out to get me, trying to kill me. We had a storm roll in the other day, and wind starts blowing. All of a sudden, boom! A big old tree branch landed on the roof. Not one hole. Did you hear it? No, no, no. I wasn't even home. My wife, and she calls me. She's like, hey, I need you to come home. I think a tree branch fell on the roof. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, dramatic. Is that how she talks? No, no, she was crying. 
okay. hysterical. And I was like, dramatic much? So I'm all right, I'll head home. And I start driving home. She's like, it came through the ceiling. I need you to hurry up and get there. I'm like, okay, now that we're talking serious. And I get there. Oh, my God. I'm looking at a picture of it. your whole roof's caved in. Yeah. there are. Uh, there's a hole in the ceiling in the, the kids' room. You can see outside. Yeah, you can see. We have a new skylight. And oh, then in uh, the, in the dining made? room, there's another hole. And above the stove in the kitchen, there's a hole. We have three holes in our ceiling. I thought you were going to have like small holes that created leaks. You can stand in Lunchbox's house and look up and see the sky. Not because of a skylight, but because of tree holes. Yes. So what's what happened? Like, tree, what, do you, what do you do now? A, a tree branch fell off a tree and boom. And my wife, it shook the whole house, she said. And so we called insurance and... The restoration company comes out where they're supposed to put some fans in to dry the floor. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll just remove the tree branch. And they get up there and like, we're going to have to call a tree company to remove this. So a tree company comes with tractors and they cut it all up. And now I have tarps on my roof. So I was going to ask, is it, is it like super hot now? Can you not keep the house cool? Exactly. Really? Yep. Oh these, are, these are big holes. I mean, it is massive. When do they think it'll be done? Well, the insurance adjuster comes tomorrow to give me an estimate. Then I got to find a contractor and to do the work. So, I mean, probably, I mean, at least a month, I bet. That stinks. I mean, massive holes. We have insulation hanging down. I mean, it's just just a disaster at my house. Uh, we'll post some of these pictures. Is that cool with you? Yeah. It's much bigger than I thought. So you can go over to the Facebook page, Bobby Bone Show, and check them out. All right, that's What's the Haps. Hey! Hey! What's the Haps? It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Exciting stuff for two members of our show. Raymundo, Eric Dodd, and our phone screener, Abby, released Vacation Part 2, in case you forgot. Uh, a couple years back, uh, Raymundo and Eric Dodd released Vacation, which was inspired by Ray's then-girlfriend, who is now a wife. So Vacation Part 2 is basically, uh, as Raymundo put it, uh, season hubby edition. <laughs> I don't know anymore. But this is vacation part two. This is him basically debuting it on the show. Number two. So Ray has this song called Vacation. It's Eric Dodd with Raymundo. His wife, we call her Bay. And so it's called Vacation. And here's a clip. Are you down for a bay, 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 vacation? And so that's Eric Dodd singing. And then Ray does a rap part. Is that coming up? Probably not. Maybe right here. Okay, here we go. From Instagram, imagine these noodles are a catamaran and just flow, go with the flow. They call me Bobby Bones and Ray Mundo. Hey, man, hey, hey. Vacation. I forgot what a jam that was. That's so good. That's a good one. We should put that back in the dance party at some point. Uh, so you guys did Vacation Part 2. Correct. The wild success of this song. <laughs> People were demanding a follow-up, obviously. How long have you been working on this? Uh, we did it like three months ago, and I mean, it was one day, and then it took a lot of times going to the studio. One time my voice was messed up, so I had to do retakes and stuff, because I have a rap part yeah. that I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it took me. They did retakes because of your voice. Wait, yeah, so no, you I've, wasted three months on a song. No, it takes like you to write it, get oh. produce it, get in the studio. His voice messed up. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I felt bad. I kept having to do real redos. Yeah, I don't think it was your voice. I think no, it's probably your. They just said they were like, "You're, it, they're not feeling it. It really wasn't a good part yeah, of the that's song." Not your voice, and not oh. feeling it. Yeah. But 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 I like we made it, it perfect. Okay, so this is bac- It's just called Vacation Part Two. Yeah. 
Wow. And so who, who's this featuring? So this is me, Dodd, and then we got Abby, uh, phone screener Abby. Let's what? go. That's awesome. What? Okay. <laughs> Abby Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is it Abby Lee Anderson? Oh, Abby Lee. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Abby Lee Anderson's her oh, stage my name. Oh, goodness. So Vacation Part 2, Eric Dodd featuring Susan Raimundo or Raimundo? Uh, it is featuring Raimundo. And? Abby Lee Anderson. Okay. Oh, we gonna Can we play this from the beginning? Yeah. We'll just play... Uh, Verse, uh, chorus, and then do you, your rap part is it in this part? Yeah, it's sprinkled in there. <laughs> oh no, it's sprinkled rap. No, no, no. It's just one. It's one rap, and then that's it. Here is vacation part two. Eric Dodd, Raymundo, and Abby Lee Anderson. It's vacation part two, baby. Vacation part two or some, 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 some summer. summer. I know. I thought the same thing. Right. Yeah. I don't ever hear the word. I can't wait for it's vacation part two. Right. Just right. in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. But whatever. Who cares? It's a good song. Thank you. Uh, but you say it at the beginning, right? You're like, it's vacation part two. Just so people know if they're part because of the not, trilogy. It's not in the song at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is there a third? I mean, it can go on forever. This is me now married because I was just boyfriend, girlfriend in part one. Part two is me. It's hubby Sizen. So. Never know. The third one, maybe Daddy Sizen. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Fast, uh, fast forward to your rap part. Let me know when you get that up. I want to hear that All again. Because right. I was listening to Ray, and I was like, you know what? I mean, listen, he's not going to go sign with uh, Def Jam. But for him, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's very Hickory Dickory Doc. <laughs> but that's good. So it's a good little song. You got it ready? Yep. Here's Ray's uh, hip-hop part, rap part again. Go ahead. Hey, hey, yo, hubby Sizen here. You're so Gucci, you sis. Like fireworks shooting right out of Charlotte Daniels old fiddle. Like sunny side up, hickory bacon on my make great great griddle. You're so fire, yeah, such a dime. Make a Broadway boy want to whistle. That's a good idea. I like it. I'm, like, I'm proud of you. That's good. Did he write that one? Grit, that, grit, the rap? Griddle. Yeah, I think I did the grit, 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 griddle. Uh, Eric did the Charlie Daniels old fiddle. Maybe it was a tribute to old time players, but. Or Charlie Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never went down to Georgia. Yeah, That's actually, good. the literal guy oh. died this time. <laughs> Abby, by the way, nice job, Abby. Yeah, Come on. That's how we some, 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 some. Yeah, you nailed it. Come on. How you feel about it, Abby? I love it. It sounds so good. I love his part. 
Yeah. That's my favorite. He loves yours. So you're even. <laughs> yeah. That was so fun. Uh, good job, guys. Vacation part two. It's out there. Ray, you can stream it now? Yeah. Everywhere. How much money did you make off vacation part one, do you think? Honestly, I think it was around, I said that bit, we said 500, and then, I mean, they keep trickling in, so maybe I made like seven, 800. Really? Yeah. Mailbox money. Lunch. <laughs> keeps coming in. It's, yeah. Uh, Lunchbox, what do you think of the song? Uh, you should have stopped with Vacation 1. This one is not as catchy. It was just like, okay. like it's slower. It, it's slower. It doesn't feel like a summary song. Like It was just like taking forever. It was a long song. Like How it, long was it, Ray? Uh, 2.30? 2.30? Very short. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. a super no, no, short it, No, no. Vacation doesn't feel long. Mm. That felt long. Mm. And, <laughs> I mean, there's so much auto-tune on that song that it's just like, oh, my gosh, guys. Like, really? Like, you can't, you can't even concentrate on the words and the fun. You don't feel the vibe. All you hear is the... Auto tune. You're telling me you can't fun or vibe because it's so auto tune. <laughs> that like was so, so auto tune. Like every song, even if you don't need auto tune, people use auto tune now. But not as much as that. You could put anybody. Okay, now you're just a hater. You've no. gone into full hater mode. No. Just don't even give him the mic to hate on. Like them you could have said, it's any. I didn't. I didn't say anything about Abby. Would you like to? You brought it up. Yes, thank you. Auto tune. You just brought up auto tune. <laughs> oh, so, so you're telling me? So you're we're, gonna admit that time. Abby is so auto tuned no? you wouldn't even know it's her if no. you just played the song. That's not oh, what my. I said. Go ahead, Lunchbox. Say what you want to say. That's what I'm saying. All right, he said it. <laughs> she, right, so thank you. Auto, she is so auto tuned. If you didn't tell me that was her, you would just be like, "Oh, that's just anybody." Oh. You can't. You want someone to know your voice? You don't know that's Abby's voice. That's a fake voice. No, it's not. <laughs> that was I Abby tell singing. That's Abby. No, you didn't hear the nasally because they took it out. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Anyway, Ray, Abby, great job. Don't really like it. I hit vacation one again. Hater. Um, no, don't. Yeah, hit that's vacation a lot better. Again. All right. <laughs> I remember when vacation one came out. Lunchbox hated it too. Yeah. Now he's found it as his <laughs> his savior. No, I said it's a lot better than that one. <laughs> Like, don't have a trilogy because if it's just going worse and worse, and worse. Sort of like it's sort of like the Fast and the Furious. It started out strong <laughs> and it just kept going. It was like, good God, is this ever going to end? But people love Fast and Furious. Yeah, it makes Make a lot of money. money. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We all love the 90s. It's like we're all trying to get back there slowly but surely. If everything could just come back from the 90s, I think I'd be okay with it. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm just accepting it all because the 90s were perfect. And Bobby this week shared his top five country music videos from the 90s. Here's all of them. Number two. Final day. We're to the number one. I made my list of my top five 90s country music videos. The artist had to be elite. The song had to be elite. The music video had to be memorable. At number five, it was Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. Yeah, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Never from knew how much 1992, right there. Number four from 91 was Boot Scootin' Boogie. Come on, baby, let's go. Brooks and Dunn for you. From 1993, at number three, Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox, Joe Diffie. Prop me up. The jukebox if I die. Number two, Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Man, I feel like a woman. We are now to the number one song. When I think back about great songs and great artists and music videos, and I'm like, dang, that was the one. The song from 1990, the very beginning of it all. 90. Oh. 1990. Uh-oh. We're in the 90s. In 1990, Seinfeld premiered on NBC. The Simpsons debuted on Fox. Home Alone was the most popular movie. Jurassic Park was the best-selling book. And Cheers was the top TV show. Morgan hadn't been born yet. Mike hadn't been born yet. That Uh is weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The average household income was $28,000. The average price of a new house was $123,000. That's nice. 
Some of the examples of 1990s lingo included bling bling. Yeah. Nice jewelry. <laughs> it's not just bling, and even that's a little dated at this point. To call someone a blood means to call them a friend. Oh, hey, blood. That's cool. Oh. Chill out, obviously. For yeah. sure. Get over it. Whacked. Like, like out of their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their mind. And yada, 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 which is from Seinfeld. <laughs> that's from 1990. Okay, you keep stalling. No, I'm giving context okay. as the year 1990. So here's a little fact about this song. Uh, this person was a struggling songwriter. And so he got together with a writer that he admired, wrote the song, and then got the song and pitched it to another artist. And she, she Tanya Tucker, recorded it first. Oh, I don't know what it is. So she recorded it, but she didn't put it on her album. And so this guy who was established himself as an artist, he said, hey, since you recorded it, can I have it back? He then recorded it, and he put it on his second album in 1990. That album was called No Fences. Yes! Yeah! Yes! The artist is Garth Brooks, and his song is The Thunder Rolls. Let's go! On October 2nd, 1991, it was the CMA video of the year. It was uh, taken off the air, though. It was pulled for a long time because it was controversial. Remember. Yep. It says, in the music video alludes to the third verse by including the theme of domestic violence. Both TNN and CMT banned the video with a CMT representative commenting that the network was, quote, in business to entertain, not to promote or condone gratuitous violence or social issues. Mm. Huh. And because they banned it, it, was, it made it even bigger. <laughs> yeah. I wish they'd ban me. That's right, your number one 90s music video and song. I'm going to play it for you now. I'm glad this guy can be recognized. He needs it. Yeah, he, he needs, needs this award. <laughs> yeah. It is Garth Brooks from 1990. The Thunder Roll. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. This definitely had to be the number one this week. Lady A, they came into the show. They performed so many of their hit songs. They came in because it's the first day of summer. That happened this week. They brought a snow cone, a whole like food truck situation because they released their new song, Summer State of Mind. But they came on the show, talked about their 16-year career, how they stayed together as a band, and they performed Bobby's like three favorite songs of his, which let me just tell you, two of them are Need You Now and American Honey, and they were epic performances. I love these guys so much. Number one. Hey, guys. Good to see you guys. Hi. Hello. Hey, how are you? Uh, hey, let me ask you, Charles Kelly. Yes. You're, uh, you're just going to town on a cough drop over there before we went I on was. the air. Like, it's like a horse eating corn, man. I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> it's, it's, it helps your voice. So, like, it's early morning singing. Uh, I got a whole pocket full. You want one? But is this a thing? Like, yeah. you're not sick. You just have a lot of cough oh, drops. Oh, yeah. No, I do a cough drop. I've, I mean, literally, our, our assistant that comes out, I mean, she's got a... a a, a, a thing full of cough drops, some hot teas, and different things like that kind of help you, you know. Your voice. Every, your voice. every person we travel with out in that room has a cough drop in their pocket, for ready him. to go when Charles asks. Hillary's, Hillary's gotten on the cough drop train too, though. I do. She does. Yeah. She's the weirdest train. I've heard some trains. That's the weirdest train. The cough drop train. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird one. And, well, think about it. I mean, if you've got like a little crud in your voice, or just anything that opens it up, it's effervescent. Ooh. Ooh, ah. So it's just a singing thing, and oh, you, yeah, you do it singing. constantly. There's no, there's no COVID over here, my friend. Because I would have moved you to that room. Yeah, we'll satellite <laughs> you, and these two will stay in here. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, uh, it's just a thing, man. It's, it's honestly too. It's like, it's now just become like a ritual. Ritual. Right? 
so to speak. It's interesting with you three because individually, I, I really love all three of you. You know, and I feel like I have a different relationship with all three of you individually. And then you come in and I don't know who I really want to talk to. So I'm just going to kind of go down the line here and talk to each of you <laughs> sure. a bit differently. Right. Charles, one more question for you. And that's sure. not really a question. It's just a statement. Uh, we were backstage and I'm telling the show this. You already yeah. know this. We're backstage at the Opry and Charles was performing and I was performing and my wife was with me. And I believe it was Charles's first time to meet my wife. And Charles, you know, he'll just say whatever he thinks whenever he's saying. He goes yes. up to her and she's not pregnant. And he goes, when you having a baby? Yeah, I did. And she was like, that. The tall guy just asked me a really weird question. <laughs> well, I just, I just, you know, figure y'all got yeah. married. I said, when, when's this baby train mm-hmm. starting? <laughs> Hillary, good yeah. to see you. Hi. I, you know, I was thinking about you, and I, mostly it's kind of your relationship with fame because it is such – fame is weird, and I have only been able to, like, reach out and kind of – touch it occasionally. Like I've had a weird career where occasionally I'm cool and then kind of you go back to just being normal. But for you guys and you especially with growing up with a mom who is in the business and had her 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 fame and her talent, you you guys blowing up, uh, taking a break, coming back. And even again you and I at a different time were talking at the Opry about you just walking out of Target and somebody being so surprised they saw you just walk out of Target. What is it what is fame to you and your relationship with it now? What have you learned about what it means to actually be famous? First, off the top of my head would be um, my relationship with it has changed over the years. I think, and that's natural. I mean, we're 15 years, 16 this summer mm-hmm. and to being a band. Um, it's a little bit different now with kids. But I think as I've gotten older, I consider it, you know, a privilege and an honor. Um, and I kind of take the platform pretty seriously. Um, and really, cause I just want to be a good example for my girls. But, but ultimately what I'm learning is the older I get, the more work that I do, the more normal my life is, the happier I am. So I'm going to go to target. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to do those things because, um, they're fun for me. And I love being able to engage with people who either just, Hey, that your daughter has on a really cute dress or, Hey, I really love that song that you sing. Like, however conversation starts, um, in public spaces, I welcome it cause it's fun. Do you, and again, I have now an understanding that may change that especially fame or it's just not that it's just not real. It's awesome. It's awful. But in the end of the day, you can't touch it. It's not real. It goes away. Yeah. It yeah. just isn't something you can depend on. Right. Right. And that was th- that's got to be tough, especially when you're young, because you guys got famous, young, quick, boom, you're massive stars, international stars. Was that ever a struggle for you as a very young artist? You know, I feel like we were talking about this in the just a couple minutes ago. There's a bit of being in a band together. Um, when we travel together, we get recognized a lot more. And I would say Charles gets the brunt of it just because he's six six and yeah. you know you, he walks into a room or walks to the airport and you're you know he's tall. Um, so there, but there is some anonymity that comes with being in a band when we're separate from each other in places. Um, but it is, I mean, it's you. It's a really you're bringing up a really great point. It's it's a strange thing that is ever changing because you know in the prime of like when need you now came out and when we did our first arena tour i mean it was happening a lot more often um getting recognized out in public and all of that but um that's why we live in nashville everybody's pretty yeah. pretty There's cool a certain here amount of like 
you know, it's like you can tell they kind of know, but they don't really know. They're like, you might be in Little Big Town. You might be. They just kind of like, you know, I, I know you. And, uh, it's familiar. It's very different yeah. than like, you know, like when I'm hanging out with like Thomas Rhett or Luke and you're out somewhere and it's just constant. You know, we kind of get this perfect little spot where we get to feel like rock stars and then get off stage and like, you know. Like together, it. you get to be really freaking famous. And then apart, sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Yeah. Depending yeah. on that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like us on the show, when we we only go to dinner together, we don't eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us at once, yeah. or we just yeah. don't. Dave, I'm going to come to you in a second because I got an even deeper question. Oh no, it's about the existence of time and earth. Oh, so oh, we're going to come the continuum. In a second. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I do want to talk about the brand new song that came out here because you know it's special whenever they bring a snow tr- snow cone truck to the studio yeah. at the butt crack of dawn, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, "There's a snow cone truck outside." And I was like, is there a bomb in it? And they were like, no, Lady A sent it up. So we had snow cones this morning. And the song is called Summer State of Mind. And I'm assuming that there's the tie in there. It just wasn't a random yes, snow cone truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First softest, official day of summer. Softest uh, snow cone ice I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So this song, and if I'm right here, Dave, you and Hillary wrote this one with a couple of other folks. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when you go into a room, because there are writing sessions where you're like, somebody's sad, somebody has something that they really want to get off their chest, maybe we can write a song about this. But when Summer State of Mind comes up, do you go into the room going, guys, we need like a fun summer song that lets people just go, like, like, what is this vibe? I mean, honestly, I was down at the beach uh, earlier this year and I had sent a guitar idea to Sam Ellis and to uh, Charles and Hillary too. And I was just like, I don't know when I was, I was at the beach playing guitar, literally just out on, uh, by the beach. Um, and I sent it to Sam and then he, we, we got to the room and he was like, man, what about with that guitar idea, something like summer state of mind. Um, and we were like, Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. Charles actually, his son got sick and he was unable to make it that day. This song's yeah. gonna make so much money. publishing. Oh. Oh, sorry, buddy. It's, every yeah. time, it, it, it's either I'm at the golf course and I just decided because I write a ton, yeah. and of course, like there's been a couple other occasions where the, where it's like the one time it's like oh I'm going to play golf and this at this case my my son was a little sick he was sick and I didn't yeah. come in and I, I walked he was in a good dad he was the a good very dad. next day and they said check out this song that we just wrote and I was like you did it to me again. <laughs> But it's, it's fun to write fun songs. I mean, we have like, you know, we're starting to kind of just put out music just one song at a time for a while because we feel like we're in a different, you know, people consume differently now. You know, the next song we're putting out is totally different feel wise. It's more like a kind of sad, introspective kind of Lady A kind of ballad thing. But I don't know. I just it's fun to write these fun songs. We're all out touring again and, and kind of doing the deal at festivals and fairs. And this song feels great in those rooms, too. Mm-hmm. When you traveled back from the beach, like you were just saying, into a dreary stormy Nashville day so a lot of times I think when we're in the writing room sometimes you want to even just escape from from the weather of where you are I mean and that song just really emoted like the track that you and Sam built it was like Oh, we're gonna go somewhere warm today, yeah. whether it is here in it's Nashville. Like, well, it's or not. like when we've we've done our Christmas album in summer. Yeah. <laughs> You're like you have yeah. to make your still have to bring in the change vibe. headspace. I have a couple other things I want to talk to you guys about. Number one is in the last segment, I think Hillary had mentioned that Charles, when he walks to an airport, gets recognized. You, Charles, do you do you fl- you can go to airports? Not normal person airports at this point. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We you fly, guys. You guys we are yeah. a list on Southwest. Yeah, I, okay. No, we, we. I mean, listen. I think the quickest way to go broke in our line of business is think it's going to last forever, and you never know how long and you know the thing's going to last. And it's like I want to be. I want to take care and have something to leave my kids and stuff. And anytime. 
you start to figure out how much you could spend on private planes. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Uh, another thing a minute ago, we're, we're talking about the new song, Summer State of Mind. Which, Ray, could you play me a clip of that again for our, our audience that's just turning in? Oh, yes. Final summer question, because then I got some stuff for Dave here. But oh, Charles, no. I'm going to come to you one one last time. Once, <laughs> one uh, last time, yeah, one last time. I was at a charity oh. auction and I bid to go stay in like your beach house. Oh yeah, and I lost by like ten dollars. Oh. And I, I know, sad. Then I was like, how weird would that have been if I wouldn't have told him? And then I was just texting him from the house, being like, bro, is this your play? I thought that had been hilarious, but I didn't win. And then your wife kindly at one point reached out to me. I was like, hey, do you want to just stay in the house for free? And I was like, yeah. I could have done it for free. But at my point with those two stories, as you, as big as celebrities as you guys are, I would like people to know that you are, you, you're as normal and nice of folks as you can be still being big stars. And that's my point with that little intro there. Yeah. Is that you, it's odd that you guys can be so normal and nice and lovely individually as successful as you are. Thank you. That doesn't happen. Well, thank you. I mean, thank you. My wife, we actually just hosted a St. Jude dinner in our house last night. Um, Didn't get that invite though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. I hear about it now. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, it's, I think we learned early on too about just giving back and charity. We started, you know, all our, all our heroes did that. And, and I don't know, it's amazing how it's just kind of as too as we've had with our families and kids, it's just something that we're passionate about, but uh, but thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, Dave, we have a group dynamic here with you three. Yeah, you guys have been together a long time, and I can tell you from experience myself, we've had a group dynamic where me, Amy, Lunchbox, we've been together oh, a wow. long time. Yeah. For you guys, what has been the key? And I would not like an answer like communication because that's always a what's the key yeah. to marriage? Communication. All right, I don't, yeah, yeah, I get it. I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, what's been the key to staying together, even though sometimes you don't always want to stay together. Mm-hmm. And I mean that you love each other. We yeah. love each other, but it's not like we're not real humans and don't fight. And at times don't. we have to, cause we're so close. What's the key to staying together all, uh, over a long period of time? I'm not going to use communication and <laughs> get on that train. Um, but, uh, but I mean, honestly, I think we have such a respect for what the three of us have when we get in a room together. I mean, our, we, we're touring a lot right now, and we always talk about We've been a band for 15, 16 years. We often play, like, the first song we wrote, and it just takes me back to that room. Like, when we walked in, something was different and special there. I just feel like no one can take that away from us. When the three of us step into a room to, to create something, I know we can. That's just where we're great. That's what we do. That's what we love. We feel called to do that. So I think it's a respect and a remembrance of that, mm-hmm. um, which gives us the fuel to kind of like power through the times when it's tough. Somebody's in a tough season. You know, some of the other ones kind of we pull each other along. I mean, honestly, we literally have like seasons where one of us may be really struggling and the other two are, are kind of like there and supportive and we're listening or present with each other and trying to lift each other up. So it, I don't know, but it all comes back to me to just the respect of each other's talents, what they bring to the table, what we all have when the three of us kind of step into a room together. Is there a, and with us, you know, I communicate with Eddie different than I do Amy. Amy, if I send Amy a one line email and I'm like, Hey, that was good. Do this. And I'm, that's all I'm thinking, but she needs to be talked to, um, with some extra sentences and showing a little extra attention. That's our communication style. But yeah. Eddie, I can do the same thing. And it's, it, we just talk to each other different, although we're different, cl- close in different ways. 
are there different communications that you guys have individually and you know this is how I communicate we with Hillary? down. I mean, we know it so well now. Yeah. What? We got, I'm the fastest. I literally just say what I think immediately, always. And I'm doing emails and have to come back and Same like, thing. you know, and yeah. like Hillary, yeah. she's somewhere in the middle and oh. Dave is a, is really like sits back. I mean, and sometimes to where it's like he won't answer an email. I'm like, he doesn't like the idea. He's <laughs> so like, that's, what like, that's how Amy is with me. She's like, you must hate it. My mind starts racing and going, I, I knew it. I knew Dave wasn't in. And finally he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was taking my kids <laughs> T-ball. And you're like, you know. Yeah. And I'm like eight eight paces down the road thinking, you know. Yeah. I feel like we've learned it so well. It does feel like a marriage. I mean, we know it yeah. like the back of our hands now. <laughs> we've yeah. got it all figured out. Has like. there been a time when you guys have, and I'm going to ask you two of these, and I'm going to have you play a few songs if you don't mind, but has there been a time where you, you've written a song together, two of you or three of you, and you go, that's fine. I mean, it was just okay. It was an okay song, but it ended up being a really massive song for you guys. Like, you left yeah. the room and you're like, I don't think it was that good, but we at least we did something. You're never going to know. Yeah, I was going to say, it's need the biggest you ones. Need you now. So you, did, you didn't say, feel I, special right after you wrote it? I would say run no. to you, too. Nope. Like, yeah. we walked off. I was like, I was like, man, that's a really, really poetic song but I was like it's too heavy it's not the hookiest thing I've ever heard in the world I mean those two know. songs they're like two of our biggest yeah so uh, uh, that was not hooky that was it. I just you know, I don't know none of us <laughs> walked out of that room though thinking we had written a, a hit song yeah. yeah well and especially with Need You Now it, it was just a very stripped basic work tape and and it was the second song we wrote that day and so I think you know we were just it had been a bit of a long day. Do you remember the first one we wrote? I do. Yeah, that was It was called like Young Love or something. It was called Young Love. And we, um, were, we were just, it was like so forced. You know, it was like trying to write a hit song with Need You Now. It was like, it just came out. It came out in like an hour and a half. And then we go into our label meeting. And thankfully, Charles leaves no stone unturned when it comes to like, we've written all these songs. It was the last song we played in the label meeting. And they said, you've got to go in and try this. And we we're like, Really? And the rest is yeah. history. I mean, and then that was the only song that when we brought the label in to play them, like the first six or seven off that record, when we cut them, that was the only one they asked for us to play over. And so we were like, oh, okay, maybe we're on, to, maybe we, maybe we hit something. Yeah. Um, Did that teach you that after you create, you're maybe not in the best place to actually evaluate what you created? Yes. We yeah. always lean yes. on our team. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's the biggest example. It says another thing too, why we say like, put your, your, you, you know, your pride and your self worth in the process, not the outcome. Because certain songs don't work that we thought were going to be big hits, and other ones do. And you're just like, you can't control that. And it's just enjoy the process of writing songs and put it out there. And um, well, they we, all serve a purpose, like a real profound purpose. It either breaks you through to the next one that yeah. was really meant for that yeah. time, or it is the one. You know, it just it really you never know. They all have a. A journey. Well, I listed my top three Lady A songs of all time, and that's actually number three, Need You Now. Coming in at number three, they're going to play it live here on the countdown. Um, I, and you guys have a guitar, and you're sure. so gracious to sing this early in the morning. Uh, here is my number three favorite Lady A song. It is Need You Now. Oh, I love that you're requesting, three. because that's the name of our tour, is Request Line. So we're getting requests from you. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, all right. I well, love it. I'm going to have Request the Machine Gun Kelly next, yeah. so be ready. All right, here we go. Picture-perfect memories scattered all around the floor Reaching for the phone cause I can't fight it anymore And I wonder if I ever cross your mind 
have um, 11 number ones that I have here on the list, which is so, it's just so many songs and it's got to be difficult to put a set together at times because you want to get them all in. And But I was, I didn't look at the list when I was picking my favorite songs and what I picked here at number two was not a number yeah. one, which again reminds me of, it's not always about what's number one that, mm. that ends up lasting in people's hearts and minds. Yeah. Right. It's so right. true. I mean, Love Don't Live Here was number three. Mm-hmm. I think You Look Good went to three. Like yeah. dancing away. We've had a few that, that are like two or three. At number two, <laughs> uh, You Look Good from 2017. Breaking hearts, breaking necks, and me rolling down the street. Heads turning all day when they see you with me. I'm thinking everybody better stand in line because. They need to know that your body's coming with me tonight. They're like, hey, who that there with the shades? Like, oh, where you move to the base? Hold up. From the second that you walk in, you look good. You look good. So fresh, so fine. You look good. In Hollywood, Baby, you look good. Come on. Yeah. All right, that's number two. That's so good. We're going to come back. That's good. Right. It yeah. was so good, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just like how they, I mean, I don't know if I've seen them do it live in here before. Maybe they did a long they time ago. Like they performed like, oh, that song. That particular yeah. song, because oh. they wrote, it's interesting how they go in and out. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Three of them. And they're a group. So okay, whatever. <laughs> we're going to come back one more segment with Lady A, and I'm gonna, uh, we're going to do the number one song, but what's funny is I'm going to sing it, okay. and they're going to watch. Oh, really? Wouldn't that be weird <laughs> yes. if that yes. was the bit? We are celebrating this song, Summer State of Mind, from Lady A. So that song is out, and I want you guys to listen to it all summer long, and only that song. <laughs> That's the only song that they can listen to as of today. Uh, so you guys are here, and we're going to do our number, my number one song from you guys in a second. But I wonder, when you guys, you, you're all, I mean, such wonderful singers. Uh, Charles, how do you warm up before a show? What do you do specifically? Well, Run to You specifically is one of those, it used to be Love Don't Live Here before like Run to You was a single, but I always know if I can go full voice into that falsetto, then my voice is, is in good shape. And then if it isn't, I have about a 30 minute panic attack and I'm yeah. drinking hot tea, I'm doing the neti pot. And so you my know, my falsetto, that's the hot so, yeah. yeah. So, and then I do like, and I was like, love don't live here anymore. And then I'm, that's it. And I'll literally do Bobby, that. Bobby, this is all day long. Oh, all day. Wow. It's not even a No, this is like, everyone on our team can attest. This yeah. is about 30 times a day. Yeah. All day. We probably all have it memorized. I can, I've been in a hotel room multiple times. I can hear through the pipes from another room. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> true story. Yeah. I, so it's, 
There's, I've got a lot of quirks. I mean, over the years too, they develop in this kind of thing where it's like these little routines kind of just happen. I mean, cough drops, yeah. cough drops, hot teas, warm ups, warm ups, yeah. push ups to get your voice kind of, which is weird that push ups, but get your blood flowing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 just. But at hey, this point working. in your career, you know what works yeah. for you. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. working. And I can tell too, like right when like I'm about to have like a sinus infection or something, I'll go in and get like a little one of those little steroid shots. You know, if you have a show and the show doesn't go as well as you had hoped. Which one of you is the most upset? <laughs> Pretty much guess. Is it you? Okay. Oh, yeah. And what if you have a great... Are you able to celebrate a great show, oh, too? Oh, gosh, yes. So yeah. you are the yeah. emotion. You're up and down the most. <laughs> you're... I mean... Okay. Listen, this is this is the guy. This, this is, is the is guy like... they chose. And who, who is the most even-keeled, though? Who's the one who's like, all right, guys, Dave, it's you? I can be even-keeled, but I get upset when there's technical things that happen in the show and something mm-hmm. goes wrong. I mean, that upsets me. But I can still be like... You know, see the bright side and everything. Like, I'm so grateful to be here. But are you never too high, never too low because it'll affect a performance? I mean, are you that linear thinking where, okay, I'm going to focus and make sure we get the best out of us and not get so emotional it affects us either way? Uh, I try to let go of that. A lot of these shows, like we're doing this request line tour in the fall, we're just going to take requests and it's going to be different every night. And who cares what happens? I mean, when we just like what we're doing today, just play songs, make, tell stories. I mean, this is what I love. And that's what we're actually getting to do. I'm not trying to segue, but that's what we're doing this fall. Well, I had no idea that because I saw. Request line was the name of the tour. I had no idea you were actually doing that. Yeah, and that I was doing this. I yeah. don't know if you guys thought that was on purpose. No. I literally was like, you know, I've spent so much time with these guys. Yeah. Like, what can I do? And then I was like, well, I'll just be selfish and have them play my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what is happening this, on the yes. tour. Yeah, and that's what we're yeah. gonna do on the tour. I mean, we're gonna take we have a hotline people can call and leave a voicemail. We're gonna build the set list around the requests. But then also, like, we've done a couple shows already where we just open it up to the audience. Mm. I mean, you don't get a chance to do that in a big amphitheater arena. I mean, but just to literally say, Does anybody have any requests? People are yelling things out. You pick somebody out, maybe bring them up and just do a song and you talk about it. You just bring somebody from the audience to sing a song? Uh, just Potentially. Ma- yeah. Potentially that. Or oh, if, that's so cool. Oh, you, you know, know. Let me tell you a story real quick before I get to my number one. Okay, good. <laughs> I went to a Green Day concert once. <laughs> and so they're, they're who knows who knows our songs? <laughs> and uh, the, everybody's like, I know the songs. I'm there. Yeah. And I'm, I love Green Day. I grew up on early Green Day. Still yeah, like Green Day. Up. And so they're like, all right, we're going to play. Uh, well, uh, um, I'm having tr- uh, Do you have the time? To lip brain stew. Yeah, brain stew is about a thing. Is that is that is no? What, what is it? Keep going. Uh, basket uh, case. Yeah, no, no, no. Basket case, yeah. yeah. So like, who knows basket case? And everybody's like, I know it, I know it. Yeah. And so the, uh, he's like, you know, yeah, you know, you got to play the guitar. He's like, yeah. And so uh, the guy comes, takes the bass and goes, boom, boom, boom. He's playing the bass guitar. He takes yeah. his, the guy's bass. Boom. He's like, wow. And the crowd's going, yeah, bass guitar. He knows the song. Yeah. Cool. And the next guy comes up. He's like, who knows how to play it on drums? And the crowd, some guy's like, I know. You know how to play it? Cool. Guy on the bass. Boom, 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 boom. They've got it. They got two down. Boom. And the crowd's like, this is amazing. We're watching people come out of the crowd at the yeah. Green Day show, and they're going to play basketball. The whole the crowd, it's awesome. And I'm into it, and I'm, I paid to watch Green Day, but this is going to be a cool moment. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Billy Joe, the lead singer, was like, all right, all right. And the guy's on the bass, he's just keeping the bass line going of the song. And don't forget, the drums are going. And they're like, all right, who wants to play uh, lead and sing? And some guy's like, I do. And the crowd's like, oh. And the guy looks like Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh, gosh. And so... So I'm like, is this a setup? Yeah. Because I wouldn't be. That's, that's 
cool, whatever, just entertain me. I don't care. And I, I'm like, why? So he, it wasn't. So the guy gets up and the guy's freaking out and you can tell he's so pumped to be on stage with Green Day. And Billy Joel's like, you have a play? He goes, yeah. And so again, the bass, thum, 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 drums, <laughs> they got it. They don't really stop. They're playing the whole time. And so the guy takes the guitar and, and he gets on the mic, goes, you guys ready? And the, and the guys are still playing to doing it. And he goes, Hong! has no idea how to play it. It's awful. It is awesome. It's the great. And then they, he took the guitar from him and he said, get off stage. And then he played that part and it was amazing. So don't do that bit. Don't do that. Yeah, don't it, do it, that. It, 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 so that's don't do that. So, yeah. but that would be cool if you brought yeah, people up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, know, you never know. I mean, you gotta, especially too, like with taking requests in the audience. I mean, you can only do that maybe a couple times because it's you know you get like, and then they won't stop yelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of gets disruptive, and of course everybody has to. Somebody's got to say "Free Bird." It's just it just happens every time. Yeah. Well, to my number one song, "Free Bird." There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is uh, this is my favorite Lady A song. It is from 2010. It is American Honey. She grew up on the side of the road Where the church bells ring and strong love grows She grew up good, she grew up slow Like American honey Let's go into the chorus, here we go there's a wild, wild whisper blowing in the wind Calling out my name like a long-lost friend Oh, I miss those days as the years go by Oh, nothing sweeter summertime And American honey That's awesome. Lady A in studio. The request line tour with uh, uh, just a lovely guy, Dave Barnes, opening up, yeah. who's so yeah, good and fun. funny. And yeah. so the tour is going to be awesome. And today we are here celebrating the new song. Are you guys doing a video for Summer State of Mind? Yeah. You've already we done it. it. Mm-hmm. It's not out, is it? No, it uh, comes out so, Friday. Yep. Oh, thank goodness. Because if it had yeah. been out, I'd have been like, you're doing a video? <laughs> and awkward for everybody. Okay, so tomorrow it's going to be out, uh, Summer State of Mind, the video. Uh, this song is out now, Summer State of Mind. And listen, I'll say it again. And you know, I don't ever want it to get lost that I just, you guys are just really cool. Like I like, I like you as people. You're also very talented as a group, but you're just, you're just cool folks. And I can appreciate that. And I would never ask you guys just to come in and perform because it's early, but they were like, do you want to perform? I was like, I don't know if they want to perform. They're big stars. They're like, no, they'll perform. One time I said no. And Charles like, you don't want us to perform. (laughs) And I remember that. And I was like, I'm never going to offend Charles again. (laughs) So it's a great opportunity to like show people what we, you know, what we love to do. So thank you everyone. If they come to your town, you should go watch this. There's a number. You can go to their website and see the number to call and leave them a, a voicemail and go watch the request line tour, stream the song and can't wait whenever you guys get the full body you do a whole record yeah. if you're gonna do that great if not whatever you, you got a key to the place so come by anytime thank, thank you alright there they are Lady A everybody bye thank guys you. it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two that's it, y'all, for the best bits, just the bits. Make sure, again, if you haven't checked it out yet, part one, which is an interview with Mike D this weekend, and he is the birthday boy, so you better listen and then give him a really awesome birthday shout-out on social media. I love y'all. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for always listening and sharing your feedback with me online. You guys are so fun when you message me things. When you hear something, you're like, oh, my gosh, I remember that, too, or here's my story. It makes me so happy and seriously brings me joy so keep them coming make sure you can find me at webgirlmorgan tiktok instagram facebook twitter all the things i'm on all the social media 
And of course, the Bobby Bone Show at Bobby Bone Show. Y'all have a fabulous weekend. Bye. Yes, Bobby Bone Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.